0: Hello and welcome to the Tofugu podcast. My name is Michael. My name is Koichi. And today we're joined by Kay from the Japan National Tourism Organization. Hi Kay. Hello. So Kei, uh, what does JNTO do and how did you get involved with JNTO?
1: So JNTO is the official tourism board for Japan and we exist as an information desk for both tourists um, American tourists who are interested in traveling to Japan and then also travel agents and tour operators uh, who assist their clients uh, traveling to Japan. So we provide information, recommendations, and uh, printed and digital materials to help people learn more about Japan and go visit.
0: So wh- what does that exactly mean in more specific terms? So if, uh, if somebody sure. wanted to use your service How how would they go about doing that?
1: So there are a couple of different ways. One of the ways that is probably most uh, easy for today's digital world would be to go onto our website or one of our social media accounts where we give kind of tips and interesting articles. But our website has lots of resources available, including ways to find accommodations through our hotel and Yokon search, uh, ways to... Find a Japan travel specialist, uh, a page that features different tour packages that are being offered right now, um, suggestions on itineraries that you might want to try, and just general destination information. So there's a lot to see on the website, but we also provide printed materials as well. So if you want to go on to our North American website, we have a brochure request form where you can request brochures and maps and then we mail them to you free of charge
0: awesome and just for our listeners reference what is that website
1: it's www.us.jnto.go.jp
0: cool and we'll we'll put that down in the description as well yeah Yeah. so go.jp that's that's a government government website right yes
1: it is a government website
0: okay So this is like the official word from Japan on Japan.
1: So how are you guys
0: associated with the government? Sorry to interrupt you.
1: No, not at all. So we are underneath the Japan Tourism Agency, Mm -hmm. and we are the foreign offices that exist outside of Japan specifically to promote Japan as a tourism destination to foreign tourists. So we have offices all over the world, including two in the U.S., one in Los Angeles, where I'm located, and one in New York.
0: And the Los Angeles one, is that the better one?
1: <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs>
0: okay. The weather's a little better.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit.
0: How did, Do you know how uh, this organization was put together originally?
1: Yes. So the organization started, goodness, it's been... I think since two thousand and three, mm-hmm. with the Visit Japan campaign uh, okay. and Yokoso, and then that has evolved into Japan Endless Discovery, and that's what we currently uh, run our campaign as um, when we're uh, speaking and um, appealing to tourists and to travel agencies and to tour companies. Um, so. It's come a long ways, and I think that we've made some huge strides, uh, especially with the crazy jump in tourist numbers in the last couple of years. So, we're gonna try to keep providing information and, and educating people on on how easy it is to visit Japan.
0: How how big have the have the numbers jumped?
1: So, in twenty fifteen, there were thirteen point four million visitors. To Japan, and that was a groundbreaking, record breaking year. And then the following year, in 2016, we actually saw 19.7 million wow. uh, tourists from all over the world. So we had a really crazy, I think it was like a 40% increase. And um, we had actually set a goal for the 2020 Olympic year of 20 million tourists. And we almost hit that goal five years ahead, or four years ahead of schedule. So our prime minister has graciously upped that goal to forty million by twenty twenty. So oh, wow. we kind of have our work cut out for us. Thanks, in Abe. Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Way to be. <laughs> that's great. That's that's funny how she reached the goal, and they're like, "Oh well, let's let's It's, it's like asking for budgeting budgeting money right. in a <laughs> in a big company where if you don't use it all there's like, oh you don't need it next time. Mm-hmm. We'll give you half. Right. <laughs> Abe. Uh, well the main reason uh we wanted to have you on, uh because you are the 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 voice of Japan on Japan on where to go in Japan. <laughs> and I'll use the word Japan again in this sentence. Japan. Uh, <laughs> so a lot of our listeners they've been they're very interested in going to Japan uh or they've been to Japan either once or or many times Um, and uh, I think a lot of people they kind of have this idea that Japan of course you know you have this big vision of what Japan is but really their vision of what Japan is is actually quite small like it's just Tokyo or it's just Kyoto where you have like the big city or you have all the temples and shrines and like people don't really know much outside of that except for like there's this there's this pretty mountain kind of somewhere in between those two called Mount Fuji (laughs) and like, you know, like I, my my favorite places in Japan are definitely neither of those places. To be honest, I like to go out to the rural areas, uh, go out to uh, just the the less beaten path, so to speak. Um, and I just uh, I just wanted to talk to you about some of those places because I know that you have you know a lot about uh, things outside of Tokyo, outside of Kyoto, um, even outside of Osaka. I think yes. that might be considered a pretty touristy spot as well and uh, hope that you can shine some light on some of these other prefectures that exist or some uh, worthwhile places to go or just maybe some even some like reasoning on why it's worth going outside of those areas does that sound good
1: yes yes definitely Cool. so I have a few here for you and do you want to just dive in with the first one
0: well let's say let's say if we're gonna do about let's say five or so um, yes. what out of those five, like we can do a top, top five list. Are you, are you able to? Yes, to, I can do a top five list oh, for you. Oh man, I'm so excited to hear what number one is. Um, all right. <laughs> well, so, there
1: no particular order. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> or we no ranking. You're so not, you're remain not. remain non-biased. <laughs> you,
0: you can't say which of your children are your favorite sort of thing. I no, get it. yeah.
1: You, you can't pick a favorite child. Well,
0: I can tell you mine, but. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you Koichi's also. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't tell. It's, no it's Hokkaido. Order. So I don't know if if that's on your <laughs>
0: list or not. But um, go ahead. Yeah, what's wh- which is your first favorite child? Go ahead.
1: <laughs> so, in no particular order, um, I have Okayama, nice. uh, Hyogo, Mie, Aomori, and Hokkaido.
0: Yay, there you go. There he is, my favorite my favorite big boy.
1: <laughs> yes, he, it, is, it is the big one. Yes. <laughs> big prefecture. <laughs> so if you want to start with Okayama, I really do like this prefecture quite a lot.
0: What's your favorite thing about it?
1: So I have this kind of feeling of kinship. I lived in a prefecture called Ibaraki, Mm-hmm. And there's a garden there called Kairakuen. And it is one of the three most beautiful gardens in Japan, or the three great gardens. And the other ones are in Kanazawa, which is a Korakuen, uh, excuse me, Kenrokuen in Kanazawa, and then a Korakuen in Okayama. So I kind of feel this little kinship. With uh, having kind of a sister bond between where I used to live and in Okayama, so Kodakuen Garden is attached to Okayama Castle. Uh, so if you're going on the bullet train, you can stop off in Okayama Station, and it's a very quick ride. If you're gonna even be leaving from Osaka, very quick bullet train ride. And when you get off at Okayama Station, it's not far from the station at all, so it's very easy to get there. And then you have beautiful Okayama Castle, and you can do lots of really amazing activities there, like kimono dressing experiences, where they can actually dress you up like a feudal lord or a feudal lady. And you can also do some pottery experiences there as well, where you learn how to make uh, pottery at the castle, and then when you're finished there, you can walk over and Korakuen Garden is right there. And you can stroll the gardens and they even light them up at night. So it's really beautiful and a little romantic. So that's one of the places that I think is really spectacular about Okayama.
0: Okoyama sounds like a date castle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it does kind of sound like a date castle. But um, if you want to get more of kind of an older world feel, even... Uh, Kurashiki, which is just a little bit further west from Okayama City, Uh, they have a beautiful historical district there called the Binkan Historical District, and they have these beautiful canals that wind through the city where you can take a little boat tour, and there'll be a little of person uh, on the boat with you who's steering the boat through the canals telling you stories about the history of the city and it's all very preserved uh, to what it would have looked like a hundred years ago with gas lamp lighting along the canals and beautiful weeping uh, cherry blossom trees that hang out over the water and all of the buildings have been very well preserved and are still the kind of whitewashed walls that you would have seen um, in the in the Meiji era. So, it's a really beautiful place to go to, kind of go back in time.
0: Nice, and I think a lot of people have that. I don't know. I guess fantasy is that the right word but of just of going to Japan and like
1: yeah, and
0: and experiencing that that sort of
1: kind of being transported era back. Era.
0: I know a lot of people get into Japan because of things like samurai or ninja. Or
1: I have a little bit of ninja in one of my choices for you later as well. Oh.
0: But you're gonna keep it a secret, right? Because it's, I am gonna keep it a secret. you are gonna say it, but we're not gonna hear you say it. It's gonna be <laughs> one of those little things. Now sure. I, thought, I thought in Okayama. I thought I thought Nawashima was in o- Okayama, but it turns out it's in Kagawa Prefecture. Yes. But
1: so you can get but you to can get there. Naoshima yes. from Okayama.
0: Totally. And I, I, I did that a few years back, and that was that was one of my favorite places.
1: Yeah, it's very beautiful. So you can actually get on the ferry to Naoshima at Uno Port in Okayama. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty quick ferry ride to Naoshima. Um, they have lovely high-speed ferries. So uh, if you want to go to Naoshima, a great way to do that is to go through Okayama.
0: And where where is uh, Okoyama in Japan, just so people know if they're flying in to like Narita or something like that?
1: Sure. So it's in western Japan and it's going to be uh, opposite of um, or rather next to Hyogo Prefecture. Okay. Where Kobe is. So not far from Kobe.
0: Okay. So if you fly into like a place like Kobe or Osaka, it's a little closer
1: you could fly into Kobe airport, you could fly into Kansai International Airport if you're doing an international flight, and then you can take the ferry. Uh, There's a 30-minute ferry that'll take you across from Kansai International Airport, which is actually out on the water, and it'll take you across the water directly to Kobe Airport, and they have a port liner that'll take you in from the airport to the stations. Yeah, it's very convenient.
0: What kind of a food's Can you get in Okayama? Are there any like kind of specialty foods, specialty desserts, perhaps?
1: Specialty foods for, I mean, in Okayama, there are some really beautiful tea shops in that Binkan historical area where you can get really beautiful kaiseki meals, Hmm. So, which would be those multi-course meals. And everything in kaiseki is very seasonal. It's always based on whatever season it is, so that they are bringing in the freshest ingredients. Um, so I would say, like doing a kaiseki lunch, would be a really fun way to experience that Binkan historical district.
0: So you could go there multiple times and get different meals each time.
1: Yeah, if you go different seasons. Then, yeah, you get different flavors.
0: We're going on our, on our date theme of Okayama, now we can say the most romantic prefecture. Uh, you can go to your date castle and walk through the gardens, go on your boat ride, have your meal, and then go to Naoshima from Okayama. I think I can confirm Abe said those exact words. Yes, <laughs> to me last time we were talking. Yeah. What, what's the, the next prefecture on the list?
1: So, the next prefecture is Hyogo. And this is the prefecture where Kobe is.
0: And you said it's right near Okayama, So after your yeah. date in Okayama, you can go. Uh, well, maybe it's not as romantic as Okoyama. We'll find out. But uh, <laughs> you can head on over straight to Hyogo. Hyogo has a nice little uh, population jump compared to Okayama, right? Oh. Mhm. It's like probably thanks to Kobe, it's I'm guessing.
1: Coming, uh, I mean, it's always been a big port city Kobe has. So now with the increase in traffic from cruises, um, oh, there's really? been a huge tourist jump as well.
0: Where are the cruises coming from?
1: There are lots of different companies that do sailings um, in Japan and they stop in Kobe Port. So some, some cruises actually originate from Kobe where you're flying into Japan and leaving uh, for your cruise starting in Kobe. hmm um, other places may do a, a origination in Yokohama and then head westward. So it just depends on the itinerary. Okay.
0: So, is this so, where you get on the STU forty eight boat?
1: I'm not aware of that. Boat. Okay, that's, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> we did a
0: we did a podcast. You can check out about uh, okay. the new. It's just it's just the new branch of AKB forty eight, which is apparently on a boat. Yeah. Oh. They only oh, perform really? on the sea. Yes.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> you i learned something new thank you <laughs> <You're welcome.
0: laughs> so there so there's none of the no cruises that are international then you're not like getting on a, a disney cruise from like <laughs> no, california um, and like going all the
1: way to japan well there are lots of international brands that and and brands from the u.s so like princess cruises mm-hmm. sales out of kobe
0: oh okay yeah
1: so you're getting a lot of of really you know large cruise lines i know i think um all in America, Silver so Seas, Crystal, um, lots of different companies that are operating all over the world.
0: Why, why would I want to go to Hyogo and, and or Kobe?
1: So there's a few places that I really fell in love with in Hyogo. And one of them is Kinosaki. And this is an, a hot spring town. And it's actually on the backside. So it's very, I guess what you call north. Hyogo um, on the Sea of Japan side and this area is famous for hot springs and it's also famous for um, storks so they have a legend that a wounded stork fell into one of the hot springs and was healed and that's how the town came to be is that it started from that first spring that healed the stork and then spread out from there. And so you can go and stay in a hot spring uh, hotel in a a Japanese inn called a Ryokan. Mm -hmm. And from there, you can actually just hop from hot spring to hot spring um, in the town. And most people just walk around in their yukata or like, Um, I guess it would be, most people refer to it as a summer kimono, but you can wear it during the winter as well. It's just kind of a more casual kimono. Mm -hmm. And um, you can just basically eat really wonderful food. And during the winter especially is a great time to go. And that area is famous for crab. So you can... Eat some really amazing crab during the winter time, and then keep warm in the hot springs. So that was that's, and I actually just returned from there in January, and it was beautiful.
0: That's why you sound so relaxed right now.
1: (laughs) That's good. Yeah, it was definitely a relaxing time. And then the other place that I really love in Hyogo is uh, Himeji, and this is a castle town. And Himeji Castle is one of the most beautiful castles in all of Japan. It's a stunning white, all-white castle. And you can actually go inside the castle and walk all the way up to the top. It's a very, very large structure. And during... Uh, Cherry blossom season, I think it's actually one of the most stunning places to see cherry blossoms. I know everybody flocks to Tokyo and Kyoto, but Himeji Castle is really stunning uh, during cherry blossom season. So I definitely recommend it.
0: Do you you know when uh, cherry blossom season is going to be in Himeji this year? It must be pretty soon.
1: It is going to be pretty soon. So it's going to be late March is when they're going to be blooming. Okay. And, and kind of hitting their peak at the end of March there. Um, maybe just kind of tapering out that first week of April.
0: So you guys can go get your tickets right now and, and get over there. <laughs> it's actually usually pretty cheap to fly to Japan in like March or April, I found.
1: Yeah, there's so. lots of places that run deals. I mean, obviously, the longer you wait, uh, the more you have to pay. But if you get on it early, then yeah, there's some great deals to be yeah, had. for sure.
0: Or very, very last minute, which is my general experience. <laughs> true. <laughs> if you're willing to just hop on tomorrow, sometimes you can get lucky. And, uh, I mean, obviously Kobe is there, so you have to go yeah. eat Kobe beef.
1: Yes, and go to Chinatown, uh, yeah. Nankinmachi. Uh, there's lots of really great places to eat Kobe beef there, and the hype is real. The it, It's true. It is absolutely as amazing as they say it is. It really lives up to it. Uh, so I recommend... Going down Nankimachi and just trying everything on the cart yeah. and then when you think you can't eat anymore, walk around, do some shopping and then go get a Kobe beef dinner.
0: Heck yeah. And I just wanna point out that like in other countries, including the US, there are restaurants that say they have Kobe beef, but as far as I know it's not real, right? They can't yes, they can't actually export beef.
1: There are actually only two places
0: mm-hmm. in the US. Oh two
1: restaurants that have so not places but restaurants Mm -hmm. there are two restaurants that have uh, agreements that allow them to uh, import Kobe beef Mm -hmm. and one's in New York and one's in Las Vegas so if it's not one of those two restaurants uh, it's not real Kobe beef sliders are not a thing
0: yeah
1: Um, yeah (laughs) the Trader
0: Joe's Kobe beef in the frozen (laughs) section is not real it's not
1: a thing it's (laughs) <laughs> Basically, American cows that have been raised in the Kobe style. In yeah, the
0: Japanese style. In order
1: for it to be, and actually, I've had wonderful presentations from a Kobe beef rep
0: mm-hmm.
1: who explained to me just how difficult it is to be certified as yeah. mm-hmm. Kobe beef. And that even out of the like cows that are descended from the Tajima, black cattle Mm -hmm. that are uh, what make Kobe beef Um, even out of that it's something like six percent make the cut it's a very slim number and
0: uh, they're
1: very selective
0: yeah it's it's definitely well maybe I was just hyping it up in my own mind but like even like compared to the best beef that I've had outside of Japan and then comparing it to beef I've had in Japan that was Kobe beef like, it's it's no comparison at all.
1: Yeah, and it's the so cut good. matters too. So you can have a cut that's maybe like a thigh cut mm-hmm. and then have a cut that's from the back. And it's incredible, the difference. And the back meat is life-changingly delicious. I'm not so. sure which one I had, <laughs> So apparently I have to go
0: back and do it again. <laughs> yeah. I met a guy who dealt in Omi beef, which is in mm. Shiga. And his big selling point was like, we're number two in Japan. <laughs> so like being second to Kobe beef was still a selling point for Omi beef. They're like, hey, you know, no one can be Kobe beef, but we're number two. <laughs> so that's how good Kobe beef is. It's like no shame being number two to Kobe yeah. beef.
1: There's a lot of different beef brands all over Japan. Mm-hmm. And actually, when since we're going to move into Mie, if you're okay with this oh, yeah. transition, because yeah. it's a great Point, Mie Prefecture has its own beef brand called Matsusaka beef, and that they claim to be number two as well. <laughs> I think everybody. Um, I
0: would imagine everyone two. is like we're number two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're number two, yeah, and with pride. But um, Matsusaka beef is their beef brand, and it is really incredibly delicious and very marbled and juicy. Um, hopefully, we can make all of your listeners so hungry <laughs> listening to this.
0: I'm, I'm but, getting pretty um, hungry, actually.
1: <laughs> so in yep. Niye, this is a prefecture underneath Nara and next to Wakayama Prefecture. And it's on its mm-hmm. own little peninsula. And it actually has Hundreds and hundreds of islands that jut out from the peninsula that make up the Ise-Shima National Park. So this area is really built mm-hmm. on a ocean life, and they get all of their food, their seafood from the beautiful ocean, um, and they have a wonderful tradition of female freedivers, and they've been doing this for centuries, and they dive without the use of breathing equipment, and they pull up all the fresh seafood from the ocean floor and actually uh, collected the pearls that the area is famous for as well before they started cultivating them. They were actually getting them by hand. And so you can go to... Mikimoto Pearl Island, which is the origination of the Mikimoto brand. And you can see their museum with all of the pearls on display. And then you can go watch the female free divers. And after you have watched their demonstration, you can actually go back to their huts and they will cook fresh seafood for you. And they sing songs and they tell stories. And it's a really unique, special experience.
0: Wow. And are the the female free divers, um, are there many that are continuing that tradition? Is it continuing?
1: Yes. Yeah, it is a continuing tradition. Obviously, it's fewer people than there used to be, but they are really working to keep it alive. And it's incredible how many of them are in advanced age and still diving because they're just so fit and healthy from the life that they've led of, of just swimming constantly and being out on the ocean and getting that exercise and eating that healthy diet of, you know, fresh seafood. So, um, lots of them are, you know, in their seventies and, and still diving and it's, it's incredible.
0: I think we, I think we wrote about this at some point in the past. I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember reading about how it, it's, to, I guess just like everything in Japan, like the, the average age of the, these people is getting higher and higher as yeah. as more of the, the kids are probably like, oh, shucks, Ma, I want to go move to, to Tokyo and, mm-hmm. and become <laughs> a DJ. I don't know. Yeah. Um, That's what I wanted to ask Cause actually an article we're doing in a couple of weeks is about yatai stalls and how yeah. those are kind of going that way. Move to Portland. That's over. what you got to do. Yeah. Or Los Angeles, so. I guess. I'm glad to hear the the free yeah. divers have some people still yeah. taking up yeah. the family diving business.
1: Yeah. And if you want to look them up, they're called AMA, and you can mm-hmm. learn all about them on Mia's website. Cool.
0: Yeah. So, say I'm I'm uh, you know in an otaku and I'm coming to Japan and I'm like, mm, I don't want to go outside of Tokyo. I just want to read my comics. But I sure I'm into ninjas. <laughs> uh, I wonder if there's <laughs> yes. anything <Good>. for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, perfect, perfect segue there. Um, Just north of Ise-Shima and just below Nara, or to the side of it, uh, is the Iga uh, area of Mie. And this area was a hub for ninjas, the Iga-ryu. And they were one of the leading classes of ninjas in Japan. And they still have preserved ninja houses that you can visit there. And obviously, no ninjas still around today. But that, you can that watch. That can
0: see, or are there?
1: Did I did I did I crush your dreams? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, um, I still believe in them. I mean, they keep telling me Santa doesn't exist, but right. yeah, it's just because it's just because we can't see him.
1: Well, you can watch ninja demonstrations and you can take a tour of the houses and learn all about the weapons that they used and the tricks and all of their secret hiding places and trap doors. And uh, it's a very interesting uh, house to go through. Definitely.
0: Yeah. I've actually been there and it's really, really good. Yeah. It's really fun. And I rented a ninja costume and walked around. Yes. (laughs) That was the only one. Wearing it, but you should do it if you go because yes. but it, it covers your face right yeah into character it, yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, <laughs> the the Shiga ninja, I, I lived in Shiga for a while, and they are the the rival ninja clan oh. from Shiga. And their ninja village is not quite as good. So they're kind of like the Pepsi of ninjas. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Pepsi of ninjas. Yeah. And in in a lot of like uh, movies and dramas and stuff, the good ninjas are from Mie. The bad ninjas are from Shiga.
1: (laughs) Well, it's definitely an interesting place to learn all about ninjas if that's what you want to do when you get to Japan. Yeah,
0: that's definitely, I would say, the recommended one between the two. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, If we're good, I would like to move on to Aomori, which is going to take us really far north into the Tohoku area. And Aomori is the northernmost prefecture on the main island of Honshu, and it is best known for... Uh, apples being one of the number one producers of apples in Japan and then also it's really beautiful Hirosaki Castle so if you're going to go to Aomori, a lot of people love to go during the summer because of the huge Nebuta festival that they do there during the summer and this is bringing in over a million people every year And it's a festival that features giant lantern floats that are shaped like demons, like samurai, like different characters from Japanese folklore. And they're all handmade every year by the people in Aomori City. I think I've seen pictures
0: of this. I didn't know this was Aomori. I've I've not been there for the festival itself, but those like if you stop off in Aomori or go around there, a lot of those floats are just on display in various uh-huh. places, hmm. yeah, and they're they, very very cool. Oh, okay, yeah. I might so have seen the there, outside of the yeah. museum and saw like you know how they always have one like thing outside that's like, hey, if you come in, you can see more things. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I just saw the outside thing. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go eat some apples though. <laughs> um, yeah, the
1: apples. The apples are definitely good
0: course. and, and bo- they
1: put them in everything and you can yeah. even get hard apple cider
0: oh nice the soft cream is super super good the uh, not soft cream uh in english what is it uh, uh soft serve soft serve, uh, soft serve. Yeah. yeah soft <laughs> serve is so good with apple oh yep. my god it's it's worth if you're going like up to hokkaido via train it's good just to stop off in aomori mm-hmm. get off your train and then and it eat used a bunch to of the stuff. last stop
1: that's um, right, oh, now it's used to be the Hakodate? last stop. And then we launched the Hokkaido bullet train right. last year in March.
0: Congratulations,
1: Yes. So now you can get all the way to Hakodate. and hopefully we'll see another extension soon into Sapporo. so that that is the end game. The end goal is to extend it on into Sapporo, but, Hakodate is a wonderful place to stop, too. Um, So I wanted to say, though, before we leave Aomori and go to Hokkaido, Mm -hmm. there's another really fantastic place in Aomori on the eastern side. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them is Oirase area, Mm -hmm. and this is a beautiful gorge. So if you're a nature lover you can go to Ordase and you can do biking trips or uh, nature trekking, Um, and there's lots of waterfalls and beautiful streams, and it's very picturesque, so it's perfect for photographers or just nature lovers in general. But if you go north on that same eastern side, you get to uh, this beautiful, peninsula where they have these native horses called kandachime and they're these kind of stout furry little horses that kandachime means horse that stands in the snow so if you or in the cold So if you go there, you can actually see these beautiful native horses, and they are pretty accustomed to people, so they'll kind of wander right up to you looking for carrots or whatever you've brought them. But um, it's really interesting, and I think most people had no idea that you can see that kind of a thing in El So if you're interested in nature, eastern side of El is for you.
0: Is, is this kind of like, you know, the Cat Island or Fox Village, but with horses, where you just walk around babe. and it's like the like horse yeah. Nara, maybe? Yeah, like the Nara. They
1: are, they're native. Um, well, that's deer, but uh, yeah, they're native horses. They're an endemic species, so um, you can't find them anywhere else but in Aomorti.
0: Wow. And of course, yep. there's um, also Jesus's grave in Almori. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: out I mean, in uh, Shingo, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you been to Jesus's grave I have not you? been to Jesus'
1: grave in Aomori.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. How how many uh pamphlets do you have about going to Jesus's grave in Aomori? None. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a big one. <laughs> oh, Abe's not big I don't on think it's promoting Jesus. They grave. really push. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, at least for the like the Jesus festival they have every year where they I think they sing and dance around his grave. Yeah, they sing the one song Yeah, that they that he left them, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's supposedly Hebrew, I think, but it's not really. Oh, okay. It's not really. It's like no language at all. Yeah. <laughs> also, not grave, but birthplace. You could see Pico Taro's birthplace. Oh, yeah. I don't know where oh. it is, but he's from Aomori. So he, he lives <laughs> inside the hearts. He was born from inside the hearts of all the Aomori people. Yeah, I assume. Yeah, every apple has his every apple soul has has birthed Pico Taro. <laughs> well, on that note, I know okay. I know and you mentioned last, uh, one last, uh, Hokkaido as being your favorite child. So
1: <laughs> again, no particular order, wink, but wink. yeah,
0: I get Hokkaido it.
1: Hokkaido is is our last one, and this i I have a lot of weird different ways of describing what Hokkaido is like, but I kind of think of it like Montana and Vermont had a baby hmm. and Hokkaido is it because you have the quaint kind of dairy farm bread and breakfast type atmosphere from Vermont, and then the wild wide open plains of Montana. So I would say that's probably if you picture Hokkaido, that's what it is.
0: You know, I never never had the urge to go to either Montana or Vermont, but I do <laughs> enjoy uh, Hokkaido a lot.
1: Well, Hokkaido is I think the better of the two of them. So you can go to lots of places that highlight nature and highlight Wildlife, Mm -hmm. Uh, lots and lots of national parks in Hokkaido, and a really big open marshland in the eastern side of Hokkaido called Kushiro. Hmm. And this is actually an area where you can see uh, the largest migration of Japanese cranes during Uh, the winter. uh, Some 1,000 Japanese cranes make their way to Hokkaido every year. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're a nature photographer, or a nature lover in general, or a bird watcher, that is an incredible experience, and of course the Shiratoka Peninsula is really amazing for wildlife as well, lots of black bears and whales, um, species that you can only see in that area, so um, I recommend that highly, but also you can get kind of a little bit more of like a quaint city feel in uh, the southernmost area of Hokkaido called Hakodate. And that's, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, the last bullet train stop for the Hokkaido bullet train. And this area was one of the first ports to open up in Japan to foreign trade. So it has a very Victorian feel to it. And it kind of resembles San Francisco almost, hmm. where they have their hills. And their cable cars and their beautiful Victorian architecture and it's right on the water and so you have a lot of uh, beautiful seafood Um, and I recommend highly going to one of the morning markets they call them asaichi Mm -hmm. and especially Hakodate's asaichi morning market is really fun for tourists because you can not only browse all of the stalls and try fresh seafood, which they are willing to prepare for you right there, but you can do things like uh, go squid fishing in little tanks hmm. and catch squid. And then they pre- prepare sashimi for you right there. So it's definitely something that you want to go see at least once. For sure.
0: Plus their ice cream
1: oh, that sounds is so good. good. Yeah. Oh,
0: the ice cream is so good up there. It's yes. like all of Hokkaido. It's so good.
1: And then if you continue on from there, you can go up to Sapporo. And of course, Sapporo is synonymous with ramen. So you can mm-hmm. have a nice big warm bowl of ramen. And uh, they also have, uh, very close to uh, Sapporo, a whiskey distillery. I know. whiskey. <laughs> Yeah. We're just like listing
0: off all of Koichi's favorite things. Yeah. Basically. (laughs) I named my dog after Nika.
1: Yeah. So there's one in (laughs) Nimake and one in, uh, I think, Yoichi is the Mm -hmm. other. And that's closer to Sapporo. So yeah, you can do a whiskey tasting and get some ramen. And I think that's, I don't know any better way to warm up in the winter if you're not going to get in the hot springs.
0: For sure. Yeah. And if uh yeah. if you're not gonna get on the hot springs, this is a bit of a tangent, what would you say for people who are like, oh man, hot springs, that looks so good, but I don't wanna not have a bathing suit on. Like <laughs> how, how would you how would you help them understand that they're wrong?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't ever want to tell people that they're wrong, but
0: Well, you're helping them understand. They won't <laughs> they won't be telling them they're wrong once they agree with you.
1: <laughs> I will say, though, that there are lots of options now for people who are not excited by the idea of being uh, naked around people that they don't know. Mm -hmm. And a lot of hot spring hotels and uh, bathhouses uh, make it possible for you to rent a private bath for a half hour or an hour uh, for really reasonable price. And then also, there are lots more hot spring uh, inns that have private baths, which are attached to the room, uh, whether it's a open air bath or an indoor bath that is attached to a hot spring source, so you're still getting that hot spring water. And these are not they're not as expensive as people would probably think they would be, um, considering that you're getting your own private bath. Um, and I'm actually going to Japan again at the end of this month, and I am going to stay in a beautiful Ryokan in Nikko that has a private bath on a terrace, and it's an open air bath, and it was a very, very reasonable price, so... This is not something that's only exclusive for luxury travelers. This is something that's accessible to any, any kind of traveler. Maybe you want to splurge a night and stay in a hot spring inn. Um, it's the perfect way to enjoy that hot spring water without maybe kind of feeling a little bit awkward.
0: Wow. So you're going back to Japan and you just got back from Japan. I know. Is that part of your job? Like every, every other month, just go to Japan and go to these hot springs and really I, I, great places. I know you have, place. to, you have to well, check out the pamphlets and make sure that they're all accurate. So you got to go, <laughs> like, just make sure.
1: Some is business and some is pleasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do love to go visit Japan. And I, I always think of it myself as, like, studying. I go back and I go to new places and I experience things, and it only helps me be that much better at my job, which is getting people excited about traveling to Japan.
0: So we did talk. We talked about uh, more rural, more out of the way prefectures, I guess. And I, I'm just kind of curious, like, so on your on your morning daily calls with uh, Prime Minister Abe on <laughs> your direct line, is is so? It, do, does the government, uh, the Japanese government, do they? Do they actually like send out sort of like a request or like a agenda for like okay we want to we want these prefectures to have more tourism or is it just more like we're we're trying to hit this 40 million number do it however you possibly can
1: No, I think we're definitely committed to helping to drive tourism to the areas that are off the beaten track and out in the countryside. Mm -hmm. And we work with other municipalities in order to achieve this goal. So we're working together with different prefectures to help them uh, gear their message towards American tourists Mm -hmm. and and understand what it is that we travel for, because we travel for very different reasons than Japanese people do. And so really understanding your audience is important when you're trying to uh, highlight and and increase tourism in your area. So what we do when we're working with them is kind of give them a better idea of the American mindset and and the ways in which they can appeal to Americans and and find really what stands out um, in in an American's mind when they're traveling. So, what,
0: what are those things out of curiosity? Just like in general, I know you can't say like every American is like this when they travel, but yeah. like what are what are you looking at?
1: Well, I think dim- different demographics want different things, mm-hmm. but one of the big trends that we're seeing a lot is that there's a real desire to have authentic local experiences. Some so stuff, a lot yeah. more people yeah, are, <laughs> are interested in getting away from touristy areas mm-hmm. and having these unique experiences with locals. Um, one of them would be like a farm to table experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing a big rise in interest for that where you can go to the countryside and stay with a farming family and help them harvest their crops and prepare food together that you've just pulled up fresh from the earth. Oh, that is something so, I
0: want to do. Yeah. It. <laughs> so
1: it's those types of experiences that people are really interested in doing now, or, you know, craft tourism is becoming really big too. Things that are hands on, yeah. where you can feel like you're not just going to a place and standing and staring at it and going, this is cool, but what Mm. do I do now? You're actually getting your hands dirty and you're experiencing um, this craft or, you know, this culinary experience, whether you're making soba or learning how to dye silk. um, There's so many different ways for you to really have a hands-on experience in Japan.
0: And where can uh, people find uh, these experiences? On uh, is there a place on your website that has different kinds of like uh, the the farming experiences or silk dyeing experiences?
1: Yeah. So on our website, we have lots of different uh, categories where you can you know experience gastronomy, or you can you know experience um, maybe. Uh, an outdoor activity or a craft activity and we'll give suggestions. Um, If you're interested in the Silk Dine, you can do that very easily from either Kyoto or Tokyo by going to Kanazawa. And this is probably one of the best places for craft tourism. So, But yeah, we have lots of different itineraries available too and activity suggestions and then of course you're always welcome to give us a call or email us and we can give you suggestions of those types of unique experiences that you can have in the places that you're interested in visiting.
0: What do you think has been driving uh, a lot of the new tourism because I know you're saying the numbers keep going up like do you do you guys have an idea of what's causing it or is there, or is it just kind of like oh that that's that's so nice it keeps going up but we don't know what go- what we're doing to make it go up
1: well we're definitely trying to understand in every way possible the reasons why um tourism is going up so incredibly rapidly but there are a couple of reasons um one of them was that uh it's never been easier to go to Japan so there are a lot more options available to uh, take direct flights from the US. There's 18 international airports now in the US that offer direct flights to Japan. Um, And then also lots more cruising options um, and tour packages that are available. So there's, I think one of the reasons why people feel apprehensive about traveling to Japan is maybe because they're afraid that they won't be able to um, make it on their own. And so having these kinds of set activities that are readily available and for a reasonable price make it feel a lot more accessible. And also the, the prices have just gone down a lot for both um, uh flights, but also, uh, the yen, um, being as kind of depreciated as it is, it's giving everybody kind of this cushy 15 to 20% built in discount as an American bringing dollars into Japan. So, um, it's, I think it feels more accessible to people in general. Um, yeah. And, and I always hear people say, Oh, Japan's on my bucket list. It's on my bucket list. But I think, a lot more people are realizing that it doesn't have to stay on the bucket list. It can come off the bucket list and become a reality and uh, really easily too.
0: Yeah, it's very safe. It's easy to get there. There's exactly so much to do. I think I think people still have the perception, which is kind of true, that people don't really speak English, but... Most a lot of signs have English on them, and people yes. are definitely willing to help out even if they don't speak English. Like exactly, I don't know um, how many um, times I've seen like just some random person taking some other random tourist just like <laughs> completely all the way to their destination, for right. you know no reason at all other than they're being very nice. Exactly,
1: um, and I'm glad you touched on safety because it is another big reason, um, especially with the global climate right now. Um, people especially families, are traveling with safety on their minds. And Japan is one of the safest countries in the world with one of the lowest crime rates. Um, So it's fantastic for families and also for solo female travelers, which is really just the numbers are soaring for women traveling on their own and and getting out into the world and experiencing things um, independently.
0: For sure, for sure. Yeah, and if you could just you know on your your call to Abe tomorrow morning, just let him know that he needs to kind of reform how people learn English, so that you know maybe <laughs> in 15 years people are better able to to speak English. after spending like you know so many hours and hours studying it, then that that would be that would be great. I'd mm-hmm. appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, I would call him, but he doesn't answer my calls. So um, <laughs> yeah. If anyone wants to uh get to Japan for free. Do you have any kinds of <laughs> contests or uh, ways for- that people could could free <laughs> freely win a doing. free trip? To I see free. what's going on here.
1: Free, free, free. Yes, actually, we do. So we're currently running a contest right now called the More Japan to Discover Contest, and you can find out about that contest on our website and also on our Facebook. Uh, We post uh, quite frequently about it, so it's easy to find. And basically, uh, what we're trying to show is that there's much more Japan for you to discover beyond all of the uh, better known places. And so we have a wonderful list of six UNESCO World Heritage Sites uh, all over Japan. And you just go through the list and learn about the place. And figure out which one you want to go to yourself. And then you enter and you could win a free trip to go to that UNESCO World Heritage Site.
0: Like... Do those places win anything if they're the most voted on place?
1: <laughs> I don't Maybe think like so. A, we want people to.
0: voted for me on on JNTO sticker <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. A certificate from Abe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I could definitely fashion one.
0: Oh, that's cool. What what kind of uh, places are on the list? Is is Koyasan on the list?
1: So we have the key mountain range on there, which does include the Kumano Kodo, which is near Koyasan. So um, you can definitely get out into the Koyasan area and go to all of those spiritual stops and have your own uh, Buddhist pilgrimage while you're there. But we also have the Shiratoko Peninsula, which I spoke about earlier in Hokkaido, that has uh, beautiful wildlife. And uh, one of the ones that I think is really interesting is Yakushima Island, which is in uh, Kyushu, and it's actually the inspiration for Princess Mononoke. So if you want to go to that beautiful, magical forest covered in moss, you can actually do it.
0: And if you want to preview that for us before you go, we wrote an article on it <laughs> with a bunch of
1: pictures. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> but they're kinda of like spoilers to a yeah. movie. So oh, yeah, maybe you should you, just go. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. So pick a cool place, go to a cool place. Yeah. That sounds like a great I, I like how you guys didn't pick the, the big hitters of UNESCO hmm sites. Yeah. Japan has a lot of sites and people already know like the Mount Fuji's and the whatever else there is. <laughs> Todaiji, I assume?
1: Yep. Yeah. To- yeah Koya? Todaiji
0: some place and- in niko
1: <laughs> toshigu
0: yeah so so like you you're trying to get to 40 million and how many you you have uh, until 2020 is the yes. the executive mm-hmm. order from from mr abe and <laughs> uh, so how how are you guys going about getting from because you're you're being asked to to basically double your numbers from Mm-hmm. from 20 to 40 million when before i think it was like that the jump was supposed to be like from about 15 to 20 million i think you said yeah so how, how are you guys planning on on doing that do you have a plan so, or?
1: yeah and and a lot of this also ties into the olympics and all of the ways that we're trying to make uh traveling to japan much more tourist friendly so we're increasing the uh numbers of Uh, tourist information centers that are going to be available uh, with English-speaking staff. We're also going to be uh, expanding the number of English language signs that are available, not just in uh, areas like Tokyo or Kyoto, but also into those kind of off-the-beaten-track areas so that more tourists can feel comfortable um, going outside of that golden route, which is Tokyo, Kyoto, Osaka. And then also they've expanded their tax-free shopping program as well. So it's a lot um, more bang for your buck when you travel to Japan and do your shopping here. You can actually shop tax-free in over 35,000 retail stores nationwide. So it's not just in the duty-free shops in the airports. You can find um, tax-free items all over Japan, and it's anywhere that you see the Japan tax-free logo. Um, if it's in that shop, then you can uh, get your goods for uh, no tax. And I've actually used this myself and it's really easy. Uh, when you make your purchase, they actually fill out all of the customs paperwork for you. So it's no extra work to you and it's no hassle when you go through immigration and customs.
0: Nice. Yeah. So that's a lot more complete sets of one piece and and now right. you can, you <laughs> you know, can just pack up in a cardboard box and mail home yeah for, for me it would be whiskey i guess yeah. um, well, i right. guess and we, we just did a podcast about this actually but i guess you have integrated resorts coming so you have las vegas of japan
1: oh yes being built up
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. that'll be we'll yeah, the new gambling law. Are,
1: yeah talking about relaxing uh the laws and allowing for gambling so yes that is one thing that's going to be interesting um, but I think just in general, uh, we're working towards making Japan more tourist friendly and letting more people know uh, that it is so easy to travel around in Japan. And you know, things like the initiatives for tourists like the Japan Rail Pass, um, which are it's, it's such a good deal um, for your money. Yeah, and you can see so much of Japan with that pass. So, it's things like that that uh, we're just trying to make more of Japan accessible foreigners.
0: Yeah. It really is one of the most easy places to get it. Like, I feel more comfortable getting around Japan than I do here in the US. Uh, there, there are some things that, like, take a little bit to understand, like how the train schedules work and how to know which direction the train is going. But once you figure it out, like, mm-hmm. after missing your or going on the wrong train one time, you're. <laughs> yeah, pretty good to go and it's you can learn so easy. like a few best practices it's like a pretty not yeah. steep learning curve but, and man. the great
1: thing is is even if you do have some difficulty you'll always be able to find a really helpful staff member who mm-hmm. can explain it to you or even lead you in the direction that you need to go so it you don't have to worry about um you know, getting lost or getting confused, you can always ask for help and, and there'll always be somebody who will be friendly and accommodating.
0: Yeah, for sure. Or hit yeah. that, hit that help button on the, the train ticket purchase <laughs> thing. And yeah. the little man will come out of a door mm-hmm. in the machine. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can go to a Koban. Yeah. Ask people exactly. For help there. You can yeah. go to
1: a Koban. They'll always have helpful information for you, um, and give you directions, uh, Japan's also one of the only places that I feel like the lost and found system actually works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. you do lose an article, you're mm-hmm. probably going to get it back and, yeah. and in the same condition that you lost and it in. The so. same
0: amount of cash that was in your exactly. wallet as before. That's Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. So I guess to boil down this takeaway, you know, for everyone who's listening and they're like, I don't know if I should go. It's hard. It's like, just <laughs> go. Go, go, go. It's <laughs> <That's> not <laughs> easy. Easy. Just go. Mm-hmm. Take the plunge. Yeah. I have no. friends that I'm, I'm speaking as, as if I'm speaking to these friends because I have friends who are like, I don't know. I'm not sure. And I am yeah. I feel like just shaking them and just being like <laughs> grabbing them by the collar and just being like, it's, it's, it's so easy. Just go. Yeah. Man, 20, well, 40 million people. I'm so
1: happy to uh, have so many friends that have come to me asking for help um, because they're going to go to Japan. So I think the tide is turning. I think a lot more people are realizing that it is easy to go.
0: I hope twenty million more people think that way for you guys. Yeah, by yeah. by twenty twenty, mm-hmm. maybe like I don't know. if We have any ideas for you? Like maybe twenty or thirty more Ghibli museums might help. <laughs> yeah. Um, that might do it. <laughs> that that might put you just over the top. Yeah. Casinos um, <laughs> are gonna help. Maybe um, if maybe if Miyazaki just unretires a few more times. Yeah. He, he did just unretire. I think he did. Like, he just unretired like, half, yet again. Half retired. I think he's not like doing a full movie, but No, I think he is. Oh, he is. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's back. So. He that oh, was yeah. the previous unretirement where he's like, I'll just help with this little thing, and yeah, yeah. Then so he's I'm like, just kidding. Let's film. make it into a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I hate anime. Yeah, I hate anime, but I can't stop making it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah so I, mean. I don't know. Any other final ideas for getting to to. <laughs> 40 million i mean you could you could just have some sort of like uh like what is it wet foot dry foot sort of uh system that we had with cuba where like you know if an american makes it over to japan they can stay there and they don't have to come back to america for four years <laughs> um, something like that yeah. uh, it also help extreme. with the uh <laughs> yeah. also help with the population decline that's true that we just wrote about also <laughs> mm-hmm. immigration is one of abe's uh solutions for that one one idea I had for a business that would definitely fail if it actually was a business is like uh, like an obachan rental where you you rent an obachan for a year like one who like lives alone in Japan and then they they actually fly to your home wherever you're wherever you live and then they live with you for a year and they like help you make food and and then they just kind of hang out and uh, you pay for all their stuff but then they can be like ambassadors for Japan I just think it'd be great to live with like a an old Japanese lady cause yeah.
1: Well, yeah. there are places Food. in Japan where you can not necessarily rent an obacan, but you can have an obacan come and teach you how to cook. Oh, that's
0: cool. And oh, that's cool. There, there actually is a service where you can rent an Obachan.
1: but we don't have to go <laughs> um, into that. It's yeah. actually <laughs> the Ia Valley in oh. uh, Tokushima. There's mm-hmm. beautiful thatched roof houses way up in the mountains, oh, yeah, yeah. and they have they're furnished with kitchens and all of the little ladies in the communities have offered their services to come and teach people how to cook traditional japanese food from that region
0: that is super so yeah cool. you can
1: rent an obachan for a night
0: that that's like <laughs> for a night <laughs> that's uh, that's, that's my dream right there mhm um <laughs> but yeah i don't know yeah i, I think know. actually that were, your idea would help uh with uh, the, the solitary yeah. uh, problem that Japan is having. Mm-hmm. You know, going back to the, the article we just wrote uh, about mm-hmm. the population decline, there's, there's a lot of elderly Japanese people that need care, mm-hmm. and you know you would, could take care of them, and then they could... And pay them ta- for it. And pay them. For yeah. the honor of taking care of them. Yeah, Or maybe they could pay <laughs> you. I don't know. Yeah, haven't quite fleshed this business idea out too much. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, I have a great idea for, for getting a lot of people to Japan. What if you guys hosted the Olympics? In I know. That
1: would be an amazing idea, wouldn't it? That,
0: that might actually get you. If if the only thing you have to do is have 40 million in 2020 itself, you might be able to do it with the Olympics. I just, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. But the next year will probably go down a little bit, is yeah. my guess. Right. Um, you just need 2021 And now Olympics. we just have yeah. to find
1: where to put everybody. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> so yeah, to- yeah.
1: Go to the countryside, experience life in the countryside. Now I see see why you're trying to
0: get people out. Those subways are already very, very full, and we don't need another 40 million people. All 20 million people or 40 million people can't be in Tokyo all at once. No. Well, I guess they could, but it'd be very crowded.
1: We also want to remind people that Yokohama is beautiful. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah. And yeah. close to Tokyo and a wonderful choice. And <laughs> yeah. They have Saitama. a really nice
0: Chinatown, really good food.
1: <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. And I think it's about 150 years old. Oh, very really. old Chinatown. And it's a very large Chinatown. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's lots of prefectures that are just right around Tokyo, like Chiba, where Tokyo Disneyland is actually, and Narita Airport is actually, um, and Saitama. And you know mm-hmm. Kanagawa, those are all great options if you're thinking about going to the Tokyo Olympics, but you don't want to stay in Tokyo because obviously there are a finite number of places to mm-hmm. stay.
0: Mm-hmm. And transportation is great to get in
1: close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kawasaki you can is pretty
0: cool. See close. the world's shortest escalator. That is true. You can see the world's <laughs> shortest escalator in Kawasaki in the Morris Department Store yeah. basement. And what else is? Oh, the um, the big arcade that looks like uh, oh, the Walt uh, City. Guaylan. G- 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 yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah, been I went there, but I've there. read about it. But oh, you, you would like it a lot because there's a lot of retro games there. Oh actually. yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it's all right. Uh, yeah, true yeah good that's true kawasaki <laughs> yeah. and i think can you can you see fuji from kawasaki or am i thinking she's shizuoka knows. i think you can see fuji well, from kind of everywhere yeah <laughs> yeah
1: you can that's see like, it from multiple every city's angle. claim
0: to fame it's you can't like, see it from kyushu if you believe <laughs> no you
1: really can't
0: <laughs> if you believe guys yes. if you believe <laughs> okay we want to we want to thank you again for for coming on and and helping people uh, understand the, the, the great stuff that's outside of the, the golden, did you say golden road? Golden line? The
1: golden route. Golden,
0: golden route. route. The golden route is, is good, mm-hmm. but there's other things besides that. For sure. for sure. Yeah. The, the platinum route, we could call it, yep. outside of the, the, the diamond route. route. The diamond route. Um,
1: <laughs> there you go. That's a good yep. way to build it. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, the diamond route that is, I think, Cat Island, Hokkaido. Aomori. That's about it. Yeah. And the other ones. <laughs> that's that's the Koichi's uh, <laughs> yeah. diamond route. Yeah. Oh and Jesus' <laughs> grave, sorry. And Jesus' grave. Have to pay respects. Yeah. Um, being a devout Catholic myself, you know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I always make <laughs> really? sure to go to no Jesus' grave <laughs> yeah. in Japan. Um Ugh okay thank you so much and um (laughs) thank you yeah and if anyone wants to get in touch with the japan national tourism organization you can find them us.jnto.go.jp they're at visit underscore japan on twitter oh that's you guys yeah oh hi hi (laughs) nice to meet you yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think we retweet each other's stuff sometimes yeah uh facebook.com slash slash visit japan probably an instagram in there somewhere Maybe
1: coming soon.
0: Coming soon, cool. everyone. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, <laughs> so thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Until yeah, Abe, we see to some tofugu
0: tours on your <laughs> website right. soon, of course. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. See you later. Bye bye. Bye bye.